This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 81, recorded on the 8th of April, 2015. On today's show, teach your staff to welcome and talk to parents. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by GoCamp Pro. In a lot of ways, GoCamp Pro was built just for directors like you, people doing it all themselves. We designed this by asking ourselves, what resources do we wish that we had during our time as directors? The material will be helpful to those in their first five to seven years of directing, but so much of it fits for camp directors who are looking for ways to make their camp life easier. To see Travis's quick overview of GoCamp Pro, go to gocamp.pro forward slash inside. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker Show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I run a blog and podcast network about running a great summer camp. And my name is Gabrielle Rail. I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Oro. And camp Oro is situated in the Laurentian Mountains. My name is Joe Richards. I'm the executive director at Pierce Williams Christian Center, which is a United Church of Canada summer camp and retreat facility located in Fingal, Ontario, which is about halfway between Detroit and Toronto. And my name is Chantel Jackson, and I'm one of the co-executive directors at the Karen Family of Camps. Uh, and we are located in Baysville, Ontario, and we're a Presbyterian church camp. Fantastic. Well, Chantel, thank you so much for joining us again. It's great to have you back on. Nope. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. <laughs> and um, so last time you were on, we did a bit of an interview about how you got started in camp and, and um, a bit of the camp story of Karen. Um, many people know the Karen name, of course, because that's where Beth and I used to direct. And um, Chantel was one of our directors when we were there, and she's moved into our role. Um, so for those of you listening and hearing Chantel talk for the first time, you're going to notice that I will only call her Match. Um, because that's our camp name and that's how I know her best. So, um, so Matchy, welcome to it. We're so grateful that you could join us today. I'm pumped. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So today we're going to talk about how to teach your staff to talk to parents, how to teach them how to walk, welcome parents on site when they see them or meet them at the bus, etc. How can we get them to understand how best to serve, um, the parents of the kids that come to camp and, just coincidentally, I was listening to a podcast today, and one of the biggest takeaways from that, it was a, a podcast about customer service, and um, one of the biggest takeaways from that, um, the interviewer asked the guy who'd written this book, had asked him, what is the first step towards good customer service? What's the first implementable thing you can do? And I think it so directly relates to this. And the author's answer was, teach them to smile that the best thing you can do to make anybody on site feel welcome is to have your staff show that they're excited to be at camp, teach them to smile when they greet people and look them in the eye. And there are lots of other depths of things, which I hope to go to in this conversation. But I think that in terms of a first step, having your staff understand the importance of smiling when they're talking to people and developing an open posture, et cetera, really does make that relationship with parents easier. I think the parents will come into a situation already nervous and will be potentially even anticipating meeting people who are giving off the same vibe that they are, this nervous, 
about this moment. And if your staff are confident and can smile, then it's a good way to get them started on a good relationship with parents. Joe, I wonder if there's stuff that you do with your staff to get them to get comfortable talking with parents and get them better at doing it. We bring in parents and we have um, staff actually meet and talk to parents and we have parents talk to staff. We have a unique setup. When I arrived 10 years ago, they did family camp first thing in the summer. So before we see any kids, we actually see our family um, and at first, when you're with new staff, that's a that was always a worry for me because you have um, untested staff with with the most critical group that you're going to see all summer. And what it did is, in fact, over the years, it's really helped us because we can see the parents and we can actually involve some of those parents in our staff training. Um, we talk a lot about um, smiling and talking and greeting. Uh, the parents when they drop the kids off because at our camp um, and some camps are different but at our camp kids arrive on a Sunday night and with their parents so their parents will walk them to their cabin and then on on Friday afternoon the parents will come and pick them up from their cabin and so our our, our camp <coughs> counselors see the parents uh, twice during the um, during the session, but also some of those parents, if you've ever had a parent of a, of a, you know, a seven-year-old camper and it's their first day at camp, you know that that parent can sometimes stay in the cabin for upwards of an hour as they're dropping that kid off and trying to get them settled and all of those things. So we teach our staff to, you know, to greet this, to greet them with a handshake, to look them in the eye, to smile. Um, one of the things I was taught, this was you when I first started in full-time camping, I worked for a gentleman who said, you have to smile on the phone. And so, Travis, when you just said earlier that, you know, teach them to smile is one of the keys, it's weird when you think about smiling on the phone, but honestly, I still do it to this day. So as soon as I answer the phone, I smile, you know, by the time I get to my to the end of my introduction, right? Yeah. Um, and and it makes all the difference because you can tell by the tone in your voice what somebody is doing or thinking. So I tend to, to clear my mind and, and smile. And we ask our staff to do much the same thing. There can be many things going on in a staff's life. But by teaching them, you know, to smile and focus on the moment and also talk and and actually take notes. Right. Like if, if you even yeah. if a, if a parent is talking to you and they and they're giving you um, feedback or, or hints. If you have a notepad and you just, even if you're not writing down anything the parent says, but you're writing down something, they'll th they'll they'll take that as a as a as a sign that you care. And so we encourage our staff to write down what parents say if that's the case, and and we try to give them a small notebook that can can help them with that. Um, but also to talk to staff and at the end, or to talk to parents, and at the end of the week, we ask them to be. To give honest, <coughs> excuse my cough, um, to give honest feedback to parents when they ask, but don't give any negative feedback. And that can be a fine line between honest feedback and negative feedback. But uh, we try to, we, we've introduced parents into our training sessions so that staff can ask parents questions, right? You know, why do you send your kid? What are you looking for? All of those things. So it's, it's really helped our staff become better at what they do. That's awesome. Um, Matt, is there something that you teach your staff or things that you work on with them? 
Um, yeah, we a lot of a lot of the same things. Um, like we we spend time on teaching how to give a proper handshake and how not to. Um, and that's just going back from when we were on staff and you taught us how to have a handshake and whatnot. Um, but uh, one thing that we have adopted into our culture over the last couple of years, um, we on our opening day, it happens for us in the afternoon. Uh, and so we have greeters that are out already shaking parents' hands or greeting cars um, at our driving at, as they drive in. But something that we have noticed that people really enjoy is welcoming, having a really secure way to welcome people um, beyond just saying hi and welcome to camp. We've used the the term welcome home to any of our returning campers and uh, our returning parents or returning alumni. Um, uh, people associate so much with the word home and with them feeling at home and at ease uh, when they come to camp. And using that term has been a huge thing for our culture. Um, and so being able to know, A, who is a returner, and so being able to have like that information in front of you, especially with kids when you're greeting the cars as they come in, um, but then also to recognize some of your your alumni, your, you know, most biggest supporters, et cetera, et cetera. And just taking the time to ask them how they're doing and welcome them home. Um, and having a genuine conversation, really. Um, people, people get really nervous and our young staff get super nervous about chatting with people. And um, that's one thing that we think is really important that they just forget the nervousness and they forget the, the worry or the awkwardness. Um, and it's, and it's hard to teach, you know, a 17 year old not to be awkward, but, um, we just encourage them to be able to just say hi and to have a typical conversation, um, with these people. That's awesome. That's great. And certainly as an alumni, it feels awesome to have staff who never worked for me say, welcome home. Um, it feels great when you come on site. So that's a, a great thing that you extend that past the alumni into the parents as well. Mm. Yeah. So Gab, what about Woro? What's Woro's trick for this? Um, uh, we have the, the, uh, the, the training of the awkward walk. Mm. So pretty much anywhere on camp is our camp is very small and it's literally from the center of camp. It takes you no more than seven minutes to get to and the furthest point on camp. So the goal is to, is to avoid the, the seven minute awkward, awkward walk. And so, um, we just teach our staff that there's three components of conversations that you can do. One is ask the other share. And then the last one's, did you know? So ask about their trip, but make it specific, like any fun food that you guys had on the road or that's one. And then share, Oh, this is, uh, when I was 10, I lived in this cabin. Um, and I remember that blah, blah, blah. And then did you know, you know, today we're going to be having pizza at dinner and, and then you go back to ask. And so we have, um, we have people that, uh, just play different roles of like the silent, uh, families or the, the oversharing families or the, <laughs> and they get to practice this, this walk. And then the other person gives feedback and it's just, it's a fun way of, it's fun for team building and it's, uh, and, and kind of all rejoice and, and talk about it. And, the more awkward it is, it's sort of, you rejoice. It's like, it was, you know, but that's the first step and right. it's okay. But I can't help. I, I, our, our executive director, 
um, started having our staff members carry uh, notebooks about four or five years ago, um, much like Joe. And I can't tell you how much feedback we've received from our staff members writing stuff down. And we ask them to write everything down when parents are talking about their child or if they have questions, they must write it down. And, and it's been, uh, people really, really notice it. And actually, and we of course get information that's great. So uh, I can't help but emphasize that that piece as well. The, the notebook is a really, really good one. So right. I like that too. Yeah. And I like the notebook, <clears throat> pardon me, I like the notebook because it, um, a lot of what we're describing um, opening days is pretty similar between the three camps that we're talking about. Um, but having seen opening days at other camps and even drop off at the bus at other camps um, or, you know, the first day that kids arrive on all the buses for day camp, all of this is still possible if you can teach yourself, yourself, teach your staff and yourself. It's a great skill for directors too, <laughs> um, to take a breath and slow down and focus on the person in front of you. And that's hard for me. It's always been hard for me when I, you know, day like opening day, there's lots going on. Um, but I, I trained myself to take a deep breath and focus on that person. And then I think there are, I mean, there's moments that we can take, do stuff like get the conversation going. And then in the ask part of what Gab's talking about, you can start taking notes at that point. Like you're responding to what's going on in the conversation in such a way that they know that, that you're taking it seriously. I think that teens in general conversation skills are um, something that you acquire over time. Maybe mm -hmm. 15 to 20% of teens would be great at talking to adults, but a lot of them aren't. And that's not a product of this generation. I was the same way. I had to be taught conversational skills by my director at that point, which I, I love Gab, and I expected that you'd have a good little pattern to uh, to teach your stuff. So I appreciate that from Moro. Um, another thing, and, and this is an old Dale Carnegie quote, that the best sound in the world to any human being is the sound of their own name. And mm -hmm. so if you can teach staff the tricks to focusing on that person and doing something to help remember their name, um, then you could use that again, you know, Mr. or Mrs. or Ms., whatever their name is, or the child's names, the brothers and sisters' names. All of those things are an important part of being welcoming, etc. And there are lots of different activities you could do to teach staff how to, rem to remember names and be one of those fun things, I think, to have as a bit of a theme through staff training that you have, you know, six different ways that you can remember a person's name for those like myself who have a hard time with that without, you know, repeating and developing your own style on doing that. The other idea that comes up for me is something that one of our past co-hosts, um, Jen Selke, has talked to me about before, and it's the idea of a social script. And what Woro's done is given their staff a social script to engage with people. So if you are talking to someone who is of a different stature than you are, social stature than you are, like a parent, um, then there is that's why I like Moro's thing is here's the model. Here's the social script because this is not a conversation like you have with your friends where you're comfortable enough. You don't really talk to them. You know, you pick up in the middle of ideas. You have to actually begin the process of relationship building and having the script <coughs> helps with that, moving that forward. Yeah, totally. And it allows them to bring their own personality in, in on it as well. I mean, right. I think as a camp director, 
uh, sometimes, especially when you're new to being a camp director, sometimes um, the behavior of our staff, we want them to act a certain way and, and uh, you know, present themselves in a certain way because it represents your camp. And, and we do have those goofy staff members and we do have the perhaps more shy staff members. And you, almost like a parent, just want them to show their best sides on, on that first day. And sometimes just looking at them in a caring eye when they're fumbling or when they're, you know, being a little awkward and looking at them with that sort of caring eye, it also reminds parents that these are, these are good people that are just struggling just in this moment and it's right. cool and you've yeah. got it. Yeah. And sometimes I have seen, um, uh, directors sort of kind of interrupt, um, and just be like, well, actually what she's trying to say, or he's trying to say yeah. is, and I think it's, it's, it's kind of like also checking your own nerves a little bit and just being like, it's, it's cool. It's, you know, they're, they're fumbling, they're working through it. But if you, you give them like a nice kind smile, even make eye contact with the parent, uh, they're reassured because you know what's going on. And, uh, and it, and, you know, and it's totally, it's, it's, it's really okay. It's opening day and, and we're all, we're all doing it together. Right. Right. Yeah. And if, if any of you have a friend who has a speech impediment, you know how frustrated they get when people finish their sentences for them. And you, you just have to te- train yourself to just wait. And, and it's the same sort of thing. Like the, the staff will get through it. They'll feel better for having done it. And it'll be awesome the next time. If you jumping in will be frustrating for them and really more embarrassing than them just trying to work through it on their own. It, does, it doesn't mean that you can't rescue your staff yep. either. I mean, you can send, <laughs> you can send some staff, you can send some staff in there. Just it's, it's better if it's not you, but if you, if you're like five o'clock, go, go, you know, yeah. <laughs> serious <laughs> silence is happening over there. Move, move, you know, have those people in place, you know, so, uh, <laughs> in the yeah. Yeah. and that staff member will be very grateful and the family will be very grateful. It's just doing it in a subtle way and try and yourself trying to be as calm as possible. Um, we put stickers on our staff. Uh, they have uh, these stickers that say like "Ask me about," yeah, and then dot dot dot, and you know how me and my best friend met, or how I learned my second language, or nice. the first time I ever went canoeing, and I actually ended up in the water three seconds later. You know, like so they have those stickers, and it. it so, I would say maybe thirty percent of the time people talk about it, but yeah. it sort of just shows everybody's experience, and they are really good talking pieces because usually we try to make them comfortable funny funny stories and mm-hmm. it's something that they're comfortable talking about and um yeah very easy to do and just put yeah. that on their sleeve or on their chest and there you go that, that's awesome it, so um i want to just come back to one thing that you mentioned which is it, gab the rescue or being sensitive to when you rescue and when you can't and another pasco host of ours marty ferguson at the camp when he was directing they had a signal for staff when staff were talking to parents and needed help um and where either the parent was um they just felt like the parent was asking questions they couldn't really answer or asking them to take responsibility for something that they just didn't know anything about they had a signal in those situations where they're standing around with parents and their signal was any staff who's standing with this obviously not in front of their face but um with their fingers (laughs) tented like this just in front of them it was a signal that they'd like some help and that another staff person could come over or a director could come over and get involved in the conversation sometimes it's as simple as this parent won't stop talking to me and i need to go get dinner ready um, and it just, I need help to get extricated from this. Sometimes it's the hard questions that a director should be answering, but they just had this nice way of, of signaling. Could you please help me out? 
that didn't let the parents in on on what was going on. I love that. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. We did we did something similar when That's great. You, yeah, when staff members couldn't remember necessarily like a camper's name, they put their hand behind their back. Right. And if they're just having a one-on-one conversation, and if someone could go help them out, they would run over. Oh and yeah, that's awesome! Say, oh, Jason, what's up? <laughs> that or is an whatever. amazing idea. I love that. Yeah, yeah, so it was, good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Hand signals like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> There's not yeah. too many because you'll get confused. <laughs> I was looking at baseball. I'm like, how do you remember what's what? <laughs> and what if you get traded and you have a yes. whole different? Then you have to restart i don't know yeah, these are things know. that go through my mind Terrifying. <laughs> both teams have to uh, redo their <laughs> signs and signals uh, that would be one of the reasons why i wouldn't be good at baseball is because purely for that <laughs> remember the signals just just the, just the signals okay. but if for camp if we have two signals i think i got it okay. <laughs> help me remember this camper's name and help me out in this conversation exactly yes. good work uh, another thing that's is super simple and um but has been helpful <laughs> Uh, and I know that this is obvious, but um, having like really good orientation of just like the general buildings of your camp, even with like camp staff who have been coming to camp for years, they may have only been on one side of your cabins and they have no idea what the other cabins are called. Right. And so, for example, perhaps maybe um, a few years ago, a staff member may or may not have taken a parent to four wrong cabins. Oh. <laughs> On the way to the fifth cabin, um, it's like, oh, welcome to our cabin. And it's like, no, wrong, wrong cabin. And so walking, <laughs> it's an awesome moment. And luckily it happened with one of our parents who was like longtime alumni. So it wasn't really any kind of issue. Um, but having like orientation games and like strategically walking through both sides of your sets of cabins and walking through making sure everyone knows what every cabin is called. And it seems so obvious, but um, if people are well-oriented with the site, then they seem like experts and they don't seem like people who have no idea where their kids are supposed to live. Right. Um, anyway. That's a great idea. It's really awesome. Yeah. Joe, is there any tricks or, or strategies that you, you teach your staff beyond? I mean, first you get them comfortable, but then what are the stuff that you, you ask them to do when they are face-to-face with the parents? Well, when they're face-to-face, we ask that they engage. And, and we don't ask that they engage for a long time with parents, right? We, we ask that they, they understand that the campers are their, going to be their main focus. And I think that one of the things that parents watch for is how, and the reason they tend to hang around is, is how are you going to right. engage with my with my child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you put the staff and say, okay, here's some quick things to do with the parents, you know, introduce yourself, you know, answer questions. Um, but then, you know, here's how you, here's what you can do with the camper, right. And get down on their level. All of those things we talk about how to talk to campers, right. parents want to see that you're going to care for their child and that they're leaving, they're leaving their child with someone who's going to be able to, to do that. And so, we have this unique ability and and all of us do at some point be it at drop off at a bus or be it at the you know in the cabinet camp is how are you going to deal with the child and that that extends not just to the counselor but to all staff right so um our staff greet 
cars when they arrive and we ask that they they greet the parent but they also recognize the child who's in the car you know um and when uh, jessica and myself meet every car with our clipboard um we tend to ask the camper's name but then we talk to the camper about what they're going to go through in the next little bit with the lice check and with the lines and and then we address the parents afterwards because i think it's a much more powerful mm-hmm. thing for parents to see how we're going to act with kids this is where family camp is we often encourage families who um don't know if their child's ready for camp which is code for i'm not ready to send my child to camp um and so when when we invite them to family camp what it allows them to see is how their child um is treated by staff members not just how they're treated by staff members so it's a there's a, a little disconnect there um, but but that's a huge and powerful powerful part of this is that you um, not only how to talk to parents but what what parents are looking for and I think as we've talked with parents over the years about what they're looking for that's one of the big things you know parents um, do like talking everybody likes talking but if if you can engage your child very early on when they get to your cabin instead of just okay choose a bunk go to it. We have some staff who have some issues with something we call, um, uh, oh, I don't know how to say this on a family-friendly podcast, but uh, butt face. Um, People whose faces, for no apparent reason, um, have no ability to smile. Or or that's their normal reaction is that they have this look of pained (laughs) right there in a a normal, yeah, it's not just butt face. it's, but in a normal situation, right? Their their faces, <laughs> their face is going to go back to this setting, which some people have a smile setting, and some people have a butt face setting, and um, and 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 we with those staff, it's funny because some of our staff understand that they have this problem, right? And right. they have to make a conscious effort for the two to three hours that we ask them to be in front of parents. That there, you know, you need to consciously think about smiling all the time. You know, for lots of people, it's so for my summer camp director, Jessica, that is her natural state yep. of mind. If anybody's ever met her, she, yes. I don't think she does anything but smile, yep. right? Whereas we have some other staff members, and, and we brought it up in conversation with some staff, and, and they said, oh no, so and so knows exactly what they're faced. Yeah, it's a challenge for them. And I was like, through life, that could be a challenge for you. But we, we ask those staff to, and if the staff recognize it, that's awesome. Um, but I think the way you engage with the child is just as imp- in front of the parent mm-hmm. is just as important as the way you engage with the parent. Yes, awesome. Match, is there anything else you can think of that you'd like to add into or ways to encourage people to get their staff to be welcoming? I, I think that um quite frankly of all the directors i've known you're the best at it that i've ever known at making people feel welcome at camp and um so i just wonder if there's other things that you pass on to your staff to help out with that uh, i think i i just encourage people to be genuine um just like what we've already said and uh, you know greet people how you want to be greeted um, and like, you know, if you're, if you're going to a place for the very first time, especially if you're dropping off your most important you know, possession, um, 
treat them how you you would want yourself to be treated. And everybody deserves dignity and everybody deserves integrity. Um, even if they aren't the nicest people or they have a standing butt face, uh, you know, like you need to be able to change that, that mentality or that, that, I don't know. One of my biggest goals is like when I, I, I find it as a personal, uh, personal challenge. If someone is seemingly upset or like you can, you can read people incredibly well, um, by just looking at body language. Um, and that's, I think one thing that I do is I just stop and analyze for a quick second and you can get a feel if something is off. Um, and then with a little bit of listening and even a little bit of just observation, you're, you're going to be able to go in and help solve an issue or help be a greeter or whatever. Um, but it just takes a bit of time to be able to analyze and reflect what you think is actually going on and what you think these people will need. Right. And um, also encouraging people to remember that these are clients Yes, it's camp and everyone has fun and we're all going to hoot and holler and whatever um, and be, you know, zany and wonderful camp people. But uh, these people are our, our clients and these people expect professionalism, but they also expect genuine people to right. take care of their people. So I think it's I think it just takes time and practice to be able to read um, people and to be able to understand what they are actually needing through their body language or through what they're actually asking you for. Great. That's awesome. Thank you. Gap, do you have any final thoughts on this? Um, I think, I think just teach your staff how to problem solve. I mean, yeah. and I mean that in the simplest of terms, I don't actually mean in a huge way, but I just mean <laughs> like just simple in the sense of if, if you don't know the answer, write it down in the notebook to right. say, I'm not quite sure, but I'll find out for you. And mm -hmm. then also make sure that your staff know who they can go to. And most of the time, it's not going to be you because you're going to be so busy that day. So who's the person that they go and ask that question to? Um, that's, that's a simple problem solving. Just right. write it down and say, oh, I'm not quite sure, but I'll find out for you. And give them the two people, three people that they can go and ask those questions to. And those two or three people, if, if they know... You know, they'll be able to gauge if the director should be involved or not in those questions. Um, so just prepare your staff that way. They don't need to know everything, um, and most likely they won't. And it's cool <laughs> if they don't. That's yeah, it. and then to never and to never make stuff up. Right. Like to never just no. answer a question for the sake of answering a question. Oh, this is what it is, and then it yeah. never. Yeah. Don't never make don't stuff give up. a butt face answer <laughs> don't do it just don't do it <laughs> uh, this is my new term you guys are making fun of me <laughs> no way <laughs> so i think the th thank you to the three of you for some great thoughts on this it um it's a really important topic and i think we could actually spend some more time on it but i want to keep this quite short today on this show because we're heading into the summer give people something good and punchy to uh, to listen to and get some good stuff out of. So thanks for that. It's uh, some really good ideas. Um, we might incorporate a couple of other things into the show notes for the show. So if you go to camphacker.tv slash podcast, you can see the show notes there that Matt's putting together for us and doing an awesome job. And um, I'll include a couple of things, including some slides from a um, 
a presentation that I've been doing with Jack and Laura, who are our f partners and faculty on our GoCamp Pro site. Um, and we've been doing on partnering with parents and talks about a lot of, of these things. And the, the one I'm going to illustrate is what it is about camp that makes parents the parents find the hardest or gives them most stress. So if you go to camphacker.tv slash podcast, this is episode 81. You will see that, that that information is there. So that means for us, it's time to move on to our tool of the week. Tool of the week. So thank you for joining us for the show. Our tool of the week is something that each of our panelists brings to the discussion that makes them a better camp director. And I'd like to start off today with Joe's tool. Joe, what's your tool today? Today, my tool of the week is a book called The Royal Road to Card Magic. Now, this isn't for everybody. Um, it is a book that I think about a lot, and it's a book that I refer back to, but whenever I pick up a deck of cards, be it to play a game poker or to, to do a card trick, it's a book that I um, am thankful that I experienced years ago. I bought it at a place in Toronto called the Browser's Den of Magic, which if you've never been, it's a, an awesome store. Um, and the Royal Road to Card Magic is essentially a book that teaches you how to manipulate cards in a regular deck. So there's no tricks to you know, a trick deck or to counting this or counting that. It's literally how to just manipulate cards. This goes back to one of our, it's something we've talked a lot about here at camp recently, me and my summer camp director, about creating magic moments. And one of the things that um, the camp directors and, and senior staff and people who um, are in those positions can do is have that unique special skill which sets them apart from everyone else. So be it a song or a tongue twister that they can do and nobody else can, or be it like this, teaching yourself card tricks, which can, um, which isn't for everybody, but it's it's a really, really cool way to, um, to connect with a camper who you might not connect with, or to show staff, or to be able to teach staff another skill that they don't have. So the Royal Road to Card Magic, it is... Uh, um, it's fairly inexpensive, under 20 bucks, and, and something you can keep on your shelf for the rest of your life. Fantastic. And a great one. Thanks, Joe. Um, Cap, what's your tool? Uh, my tool is Slack, and I found out about Slack to Travis, you, Travis, uh, with the GoCamp Pro. And it was, <laughs> I wasn't actually using it when I was in GoCamp Pro. I was like, ugh, more writing. I don't feel like it. And then, uh, Travis, you told me, you know, you might actually like this <laughs> and your staff might actually like this. And um, we have two offices, basically, as a communication system. And it's basically, I think it's kind of a mixture, if you will, between uh, Twitter and texting at, that you can include documents and you create channels and you can invite people into those groups and chit chat. And um, anyways, our team committed to not using email with each other. And to try it out for two weeks, and it has been amazing. I, I seriously can't tell you how amazing it's been. It's been fantastic. So I really, really enjoy it. And you can use other uh, organizational tools like Trello and link those into into Slack. But I've loved it. And it, you can go on your phone, Android, and and uh, and iPhone. Also on your computer, there's an app for it. So it's it's and it's pretty. And you guys know that I like things that are pretty. So. Um, yeah, I'm really, really loving it. I think it's awesome. And also, as a side note, their video to teach you or just introduce what Slack is is a fantastic example of 
a great information video for your camp because they use humor. And just see how they use humor. If you're looking to, to do a, an information video about your camp, that it's a very good example of that. So even if you don't use it, check out their video. Cool. All right. That's awesome. Good call, Gab. Thank you. Uh, Machi, what's your tool? My tool is a book called A Hundredth Monkey, or The Hundredth Monkey, sorry, by Nate Follin. Um, I had the pleasure of being able to be in a two-day workshop at um, a Leap, the Leap Conference in at AdventureWorks uh, this year, and um, Nate was the, their keynote speaker. Um, and he ran workshops with us, and all from his new book, and I very quickly went and bought that book. I got it signed. <laughs> um, but... Uh, it's it's excellent. It's got a, a really interesting interesting twists on on different activities, really fresh new activities um, that are really great for a range of from campers to like senior staff who have been returning to camp for many years. So it's helped uh, refresh, press the refresh button for me um, for looking at training, et cetera, et cetera. Fantastic, great idea. So mine is also a book. It's called Badass Making Users Awesome. Um, <laughs> and it is the coolest book. It's really simple. Nice. It um, it doesn't have a lot of text. It has lots of diagrams and, and photos in it. So that makes it nice nice to learn stuff like from. Book. And, I like uh, it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it talks about how you make people um, appreciate your product, our product being camp, by making them awesome in life not just awesome at your mm -hmm. tool and ways to do it. And the one example that always sticks out to me from this book, there's lots of good detail things in there, so I recommend you buy it. But one thing that sticks out is the idea that we spend um, all this time and energy on something that is um, super pretty and punchy and you know pretty design and all that stuff when people are when we're marketing to them. And then at the moment that we sell to them, we then email them a PDF. And that's the very moment when we should we should be doing more of the awesome, pretty videos and and um, you know give them their own website that's, totally. that's special, mm -hmm. so that um, you know that they continue with this feeling that they are anticipating anyway because you've treated them that way so far. And instead of just emailing them PDF, then you go that. So uh, one of the steps that's in there that I really love. So it's by Kathy Sierra. We'll put the links to all these books in our show notes. You can find all the tools there. We are going to wrap things up today. I'm going to give Joe a chance to um, to let people know how they can get in touch with him. If, if you have, have any, any questions, questions or follow-up, you can reach me at uh, joe at campisbetter.com. Um, you can check out what Pierce Williams does at campisbetter.com. And you can follow me at yoyojoe.com. Thanks for having me today, Travis. Thanks for being on, Joe. It's great to have you back. And Gab? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail. Uh, check out where I work uh, at waro.com. And uh, you can also get in touch with me at Gabs, G-A-B-Z, at waro.com. Thanks, Gab. Take care. Yeah, you too. So Gab and Joe had to run off our meeting, so we would say quick goodbye to them. But I want to make sure that we give people a chance to follow up with you if they want to match. Sure. Um, if you want to get in touch with me or have any questions, my email address is match at ilovecamp.org. Um, or you can just reach us uh, at our website at ilovecamp.org. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
Yeah, it's great. So if you're listening to this, watching it on YouTube, I hope that you click the subscribe button below this video. If you're listening on through your computer, you can always get these shows delivered to your phone for free um, by clicking, searching through iTunes to get the Camp Hacker podcast. You'll also see Camp Code there, Gab's other show on our network. Um, if you appreciated anything you've learned from today, we'd love it if you would just spread the word a little bit. So if you go to camphacker.tv slash love, um, that will put out a tweet already written for you on your Twitter and um, help get some other camp pros learning some of this information we've shared on reaching out to and having good relationships with parents. Thank you very much for watching and for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.